Some major injury news about two future opponents for the Tigers. Plus, where does Missouri stand now in the SEC East after losing to Kentucky? All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball every single weekday during the season. Thank you so much for joining me once again. And if you're a newbie, well, glad to have you. This is the only five-day-a-week Mizzou podcast. So you know what? You're in for a treat. On today's show, we got lots to get to. We got to start really with a couple of bits of news outside of the Missouri locker room, though, quite frankly. And that is the following. Boston College's quarterback, Phil Jerkovic, Looks like he might be done for the entire season with a hand injury. Huge deal here. Obviously, Missouri heading to Boston here in about a week and a half. In fact, I'll be heading to Boston to cover the game for you and have a little bit of fun myself. So huge news there, maybe even more huge news. Texas A&M starting quarterback Haynes King also fractured his ankle in the Colorado game. You probably noticed A&M had a lot of trouble with the buffs, eventually came out with the victory. That offense looked completely different with their backup. Who knows, maybe some more reps. That'll be a better thing for Texas A&M. This is a huge deal. Haynes King out until at least mid-October. Well, mid-October is exactly when I would say Missouri is playing Texas A&M, October the 16th. Looks like it's going to be tough for Haynes King to be back by then. So all of a sudden, Missouri, who obviously is 0-1 in the SEC so far, things starting to look up a little bit in that particular game, you have to admit. Now, if you look at it objectively, you look at the East standings right now, it's hard to put Missouri anywhere but fourth in the East. I think we can all say that Georgia is still the clear number one in this division, followed by, to me, Florida and Kentucky. I would put them in basically the same tier. I think Florida's obviously very good. Overall, their talent might be better. There's just something about this Kentucky football team to me that makes a lot of sense. That defense is really good. They can run the football, a good play-action pass game with a quarterback who can run a little bit. Behind that, the Wildcats are going to be a really tough out for anybody. Certainly wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky beat Florida this year and gave Georgia a heck of a problem, too. So then, to me, it's Missouri is all by itself in the next tier here in the East because, well, Tennessee and South Carolina just have not been that impressive so far, and Vanderbilt has been, well, a joke. They're not an SEC-quality program at this moment. Not even close. I'm not even sure they're Power 5 worthy at this moment, unfortunately. So Vanderbilt, that's as much of a joke opponent as Missouri has other than, other than SEMO. It really is. So unfortunately, that's where they are. Now, moving on to some other bigger topics, I did notice something. 
an interesting note put out by Andrew Kaufman, ABC News. It just, by the way, Andrew does a great job with KMIZ along with Natalie Jones. I think they do a nice job covering the team. I really do, especially enjoy their Twitter presence. But, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes traditional statistics can tell you a lot. For instance, so far, Tyler Beatty leads the nation in yards from scrimmage. Okay, that actually lines up with exactly what I've been seeing the first two games. Tyler Beatty is one of the best players in the country, quite honestly. One of the best running backs, certainly, without a doubt. But then you see Blaze Aldridge. You see Kaufman put out these stats for Blaze with just just put them out there. Factual statistics. No opinions on top of them. You can't argue with facts, right? Well, Blaze had, after his three-and-a-half-sack debut against Central Michigan, well, he followed it up with a team-high 13 tackles and a clutch field goal block late in the fourth quarter against Kentucky. So if you're just looking at traditional statistics, you would think that Blaze Aldridge is one of the best linebackers in the Southeastern Conference so far. But if you actually watched the first two games, you would realize that can't possibly be true. Now, I'm not trying to pick on Blaze Aldridge here. I'm just trying to give context to football, quite frankly. You have to watch. You have to watch the games. Or listen to somebody who actually watches the game and then watches it over and over again like myself. Because simply just looking at fantasy statistics... Looking, judging quarterbacks in the NFL, for instance, by fantasy statistics, that, my friend, is a fool's errand. But you know what? It turns out, I think actually looking at individual game grades from pro football focus, it's a lot of great content for people on the Mizzou beat. Almost everybody has a reaction column these days to those pro football focus grades on an individual game basis. But I'm here to tell you, I watched that Kentucky game multiple times, and the grades that Pro Football Focus gave out for the most part this week, to me, had nothing in common with what actually happened on the field. I, I really couldn't believe what I was seeing, some of, those, some of those numbers. So to me, I've always said take it with a grain of salt, maybe take it with a dump truck full of salt, or maybe just dismiss individual game grades outright, because... There's something about that that just isn't adding up to me right now. I just wanted to point that out. But I tell you, here's something that's going to add up for you, and that's our new friends at Prize Picks. Oh, yes, a new way to play daily fantasy sports because, frankly, the old way is starting to get a little bit old. And here's the good thing. Of course, Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, but specifically for us college football fans, more props than anybody out there. Star players in the Power Five, as well as mid-major kids as well. Just any prop you can think of from yardage, touchdowns, interceptions. Here's the best part, though. You can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 just by using the promo code Locked On. And also, not just individual props, too. You can combine two to five players on any prop versus their projections and went up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Go to prizepicks.com on the App Store, download it on Google Play. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
and by Rock Auto. Yes, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And by golly, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, why would you waste your time at a big box auto parts store where you can simply pull that smartphone out of your pocket, go to rockauto.com and find exactly what you need by navigating their easy-to-use website. And guess what? They won't even ask you to sign up for an account, save your info, anything like that, because they're so confident that they will be back because they have 100% the best prices you're going to find. I promise you that. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. By the way, an interesting note tweeted out by Dave Matter of the Post Dispatch. He said, How about this? Calling the Mizzou CMO game on SEC Plus with play by play man Roy Philpot is none other than former Missouri defensive coordinator Dave Steckel, of course, under the Gary Pinkle era. That's an interesting one. I, I could see that going a couple different ways, honestly. I could see Steckel being really good at this as a guy who, a former coach with a bunch of knowledge, where the former coaches in broadcasting often goes wrong is if they're looking to get that next job still. I don't know that Dave Steckel is is angling for another head coaching job. So perhaps we could hear a really honest version of Dave on the call, perhaps not afraid to ruffle a few feathers if Drinkwitz or another coach makes a decision he isn't a big fan of. That I would like to see, but on the other hand, you never know. Maybe maybe Steck is a little bit too stiff for broadcasting. We'll just have to see. I could see it going either way. I really could. But you know what? Let's get to some more observations that I didn't get to yesterday following my rewatches of the Kentucky game. And obviously, one problem that Missouri had big time in that football game defensively was the slot position. Clearly, at slot corner, they would prefer to play Chris Abrams' drain in coverage. But you know what? Abrams' drain definitely had some growing pains in that football game. In particular, giving up the first touchdown, he got caught cheating inside, peeking to the inside of the play, and on the outside of the play, he just let Chris Rodriguez, the Kentucky running back, wide open on a swing pass to the left side, perhaps forgetting that, yes, this new offense will actually throw to their running backs, especially along the gold line. He made a lot of mistakes, for sure, but to be honest, I thought that second defensive, the second touchdown that Missouri ultimately gave up, obviously there was a pass interference called on Chris Abrams' drain. To me, that was a bad call. I thought he played good defense there, and at the very least, Missouri would have gotten off the field 10-0 there, that would have been nice, right? We'd have had the chance to be driving with a chance to win instead of a chance to tie at the end of the ball game then, to put an obvious point on it. Also, the field goal block, I forgot to mention that, Abrams Drain just about this close to scooping and scoring a touchdown there. 
you know, it's it's hard to get mad at him on those. I think I think it's hard it's easy to forget how hard it is when you're running at full speed to pick up a an oblong football that is probably spinning at, at a bizarre rate too because you've just had a guy kick the football at 60 miles an hour or whatever. Now it's got it's been tipped by a guy. Who knows what direction that thing's going to be spinning and bouncing around? Picking that thing up at 100 miles an hour that Chris Abrams was running at, not the easiest thing in the world. Not mad at him there. I'm curious to see if he's okay after that play. I, I didn't notice if he came back in the ball game, but it seemed like he got slammed down on his shoulder pretty hard. I'll be interested to see if there's an update with him. Also, Ennis Rakestraw late in the game was grabbing the back of his knee. I believe Rakestraw returned but again, some injury updates there. Also, Sean Robinson came up holding his arm at one point, too. Otherwise, it seemed like Missouri came out fairly unscathed. Obviously, Basilak looked a bit injured at the end of the play. He said he was fine after the game. You know, we'll just have to see with the injury update this upcoming week. But again, getting back to the slot there, Sean Robinson reminded me, they wanted to obviously stop the run, and Sean Robinson is a bigger man than Chris Abrams Drain for sure. He's a big hitter, and the problem is Wandale Robinson gave Missouri just fits in the slot, and so it was pick your poison, right? Do you put in the smaller man and Chris Abrams Drain, who, by the way, was having some trouble in coverage, or do you put in Sean Robinson, who is an inexperienced player at safety, a better run defender, at least in theory, than Chris Abrams Drain. But we saw Robinson get burned in coverage, again, by Wandale Robinson. It just puts Sean in a really, really tough spot, in my opinion. I think I would actually lean more towards playing pass coverage in that spot and just making the defense, or excuse me, making the offense more methodically move the ball down the field and hopefully make a mistake. That's one thing that Missouri should have an advantage in over the course of this season is field position. Once again, their special teams was solid. Grant McKinnis finally lost a Missouri-Kentucky game in his six-year career, but certainly not his fault whatsoever. By the way, another note, am I the only one who got nervous when Connor Basilak slid late in the game on a, on a crucial scramble when Missouri was down 28-14. to 14. I genuinely had a bit of a flashback to his ACL injury into the season 2019 against Arkansas. That one frightened me a little bit. But fortunately, he got the leg up, no worse for wear. And frankly, we need Connor scrambling at times. We need him to be able to pull the ball on the backside of a zone read on occasion to at least make the defense honest, to at least make it to where they're not just attacking Tyler Beatty every single time. I mean, obviously, Connor Basilak is not going to be Brad Smith in terms of scrambling ability. We don't need him to be Brad Smith. We just need on the occasional third and ten when everybody takes off in man coverage with two safeties deep, they're playing the pass. Well, if Connor can just step up and scramble for 10 occasionally, those are back-breaking plays. And guess what? He did it at a crucial time more than once. So I thought that was really encouraging, quite frankly. But you know what else is encouraging in life? Winning. 
So Missouri needs to do a little bit more winning going forward, and hopefully you'll do some more winning at betonline.ag, where, of course, football is back, and let's be honest, better than ever. Great Monday night football game the other night. So if you want to get a little more action, BetOnline is your number one spot for both pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface with more odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be your number one source for everything football. So head to their website or mobile device or with your mobile device now and sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Again, a little bit different of a promo code here for your 100% welcome bonus. Use the promo code NFL 100 at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. By the way, speaking of Connor Basilak, apparently, along with Bo Nix and several other high marquee, notable SEC players, he's going to be appearing for 15 to 20 minutes a week on something called the the J Boy Show. Well, talking about the previous week, the upcoming week. Apparently, they're going to be getting 500 bucks a week just for a little 15-minute segment. Not too shabby, Connor. So that shows the new world order in NLI. Obviously, name, image, and likeness. I guess it's NIL. NIL? That's kind of a terrible acronym now that I think about it. But regardless, not exactly a life-changing amount of money, but hey, for a college kid, 500 bucks a week, that's going to make things a lot more comfortable for you. No doubt about that. But speaking of former college kids who could be getting a little bit more comfortable, you may have noticed that Drew Smith signed a contract with the NBA's Miami Heat. And I just want to clarify exactly what this means for Drew. I happen to be a, a pretty big NBA fan, have been my whole life. Well, just let me explain how this breaks down a little bit. The NBA allows you to have 15 guys on your roster, essentially. Now, you only dress 12 every game, but there are 15 guys that are getting essentially their full pay, full a full guaranteed contract, full union NBA benefits, all that good stuff. But guess what? The Miami Heat, along with every other team, they're allowed to have as many as 20 guys going in to training camp up up until the opening game of the season. So basically, Drew Smith is being kept around here. Unlike Jeremiah Tillman, quite honestly, who did not get kept around by his squad, well, they apparently saw enough in Drew to say, hey, we'd like to see more of you in training camp. Now, Drew still has a long way to go to actually make the final roster for the Miami Heat. This is not a guaranteed shot by any stretch of the imagination. But he's got a chance. And as long as he hangs around, the longer he hangs hangs around, even if he doesn't catch on with Miami, he could eventually catch on with another squad. And maybe the more likely scenario is that Drew could get one of the two what's called two-way contracts that you can get in the NBA where you can be brought up from the Gatorade League, the G League, sort of the NBA's version of minor league baseball. Well, you can play in that city for part of the time, 
get brought up to the NBA for part of the time on a few different on a few different options. And you know what? The money in the G League is starting to get real. Drew Smith could maybe make $200,000 or something like that with that kind of G League contract. So, hey, for a cat who just got married, that's real money, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm definitely going to be rooting for Drew Smith. I can't say I'm overly optimistic that he's actually going to make the final roster for Miami or anywhere else in the league, but you know what? He's got enough size at six foot three. He's a hard-nosed defender, a smart kid, and while his upside is limited, being a guy who's played, I believe, five years in college, he's not exactly a, a whippersnapper by NBA standards, so he probably is who he is at this point, but what he is is just a really solid guy who brings a lot of above-average traits to the table and doesn't do anything poorly that I can think of off the top of my head. Perhaps Drew was maybe a little bit turnover-prone than you would like, but other than that, I think he's a solid shooter, solid playmaker, all that stuff. And for a team like Miami that still seems to value a traditional point guard, crazier things have happened than Drew Smith making it in the long run. It's a long shot, but still an encouraging sign, and it seems like he's going to make some real money playing pro basketball. So congratulations to him on that. And you know what? Speaking of real money, if you want to figure out a way to make some real money, check out your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling on the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Follow it for free wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.